You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well met, fellow adventurers. This time, I'm going to be doing the adventure <coughs> called Wed Warren, which starts in Hawklaw, but doesn't end there. Well, it ends there, but doesn't middle there. Wed Warren. Hired by Mordwidden, a pale mer- merchant of some local amount to deliver a locked strongbox to a man in the distant town of Wed Warren. You're but certain the payment for the Simple endeavour will prove to be amongst the easiest 100 gold you've ever pocketed. Alright. I think it's going to get more complicated. The sky darkens and the first drops of wane have begun to spat on the road when you draw up before the heap of stones that marks the western boundary of Redhorn. It's been two days since you accepted the task of delivering the iron strong box, an item now securely in your possession, to a man by the name of Lur Milson, a man you eagerly hope to find in the town just up ahead. It was early in the morning, two days ago, that you met the Palo merchant, Mordrin, in the common womb of the Stoneback Tavern. While you are listening to Pipio's Pillipaw's wild and extremely long-winded, retelling of some traveller's tale, the white-bearded mortal approached you, politely inquired about hiring your services. After gladly excusing yourself for Pillipaw's somewhat tiresome t- company, you spoke at length with the merchant, and learned that he wished to have, have you safely carry a locked strong box to the distant town of Wedward. Mordrin explains that the strong box contained a long overdue payment 
and an old debt that in need that it needed to be delivered into the hands of a man named Lure Milson. The recent space of goblin sightings in the northern region of the Heart Hills has served to make the prospect of travelling to Wedwan something he dared not consider. Having heard of your stalwart reputation as an adventurer, Mordrum explained that he was overjoyed when he discovered you were passing through Hawklaw. I've just got a hundred gold tokens. The strong box, though in your possession, will not appear as a normal item in your inventory. After accepting the Palo Merchant's payment of one hundred gold, you took possession of the weighty strong box and set out at once for Wedhorn. More concerned with reaching the remote town before the weather changed to the worse, than you were about the possibility of goblin encounters. Before leaving his company, Morden tells you the box has no key, but that it can only be opened by the man to whom it was to be delivered. More than once during the trek, you make an attempt to open the storm box. On each occasion, the iron lid refused to budge, leaving you to believe the container was sealed with powerful magic. As your thoughts return to the presence, you step up, to a pile of rocks and take note of the broad flat stone that caps caps the roughly triangular heap engraved upon the rugged surface of the thick slab is the letter R hmm is that supposed to be R for red one but all the other rocks have fallen down now standing upon the threshold of your destination with a slow drizzle slowly turning the road to mud, he resolved to make short work of finding Lur Milson and delivering to him the heavy box you certainly hoped, hoped to bring on, that certainly helped to bring on the door aches that spread from your back to your shoulders. Without, without, without further delay, you flick away the wane streaking down your brow. Make your way along the wide, sloping path that leads down from the main road and in to the town of Red Warren. Okay, so I just deliver the package and get my goal, right? You reach the bottom of the path and move along the wain streck thoroughfare that leads into the centre of town. As the thoroughfare passes into the town square, a muddy quadrangle, Surrounded by a collection of cheerless but well-kempt wood and stone structures, you're struck by the fact that you've yet to see a single person moving about in the open. Your first impression of Redwan is that it is a town deserted. You're standing in the middle of Redwan's sizeable, rain-swept town square. A collection of buildings flank the quadrangle. While the town's main thoroughfare, now a muddy, puddle-strewn path, passes through the square running east and west. Nearby, next to one of the town's many wells, stand several wagons. A pair of sturdy draft horses are still attached to one of the wagons. There is no sign of anyone to be had in or around the square. A steady drizzle continues to fall. Oh no, the horses are going to get wet. Only a few feet from you, set atop a mound of raised earth, 
is a broad circle of large, roughly square stones. A circle of warding. Each of the each of the stones that make up the circle are engraved with several warding symbols. Now there's a more info about stones of warding, circles of warding. Circle of warding typically comprised of either nine or eleven roughly square stones. They've been used for ages to protect people and places from evil spirits and dark magic. The stones that make up these arcane circles are usually engraved with one or more symbols of warning that supposedly contain the magic that serves to create the circle's aura of protection. While powerful sorcerers are indeed capable of creating functioning circle of warnings, it's believed that most such circles have either never been enchanted or have long since lost any protective powers they once possessed. Many remote towns and villages across the, across the North Broadlands still employ circles of warding. I wonder if one of those would help in Hawklaw. Probably not. I mean, Runeskin doesn't look like the kind of person that can be deterred by any any little standard wards. He'd probably, he'd probably just get angry. <laughs> you curiously note that three of the circle's nine stones are missing. A particular item may be of use here. That's presumably the stones when I find them. With the distant rumble of thunder echoing in your ears and the sky continuing to darken, you cast your wary gaze over the buildings that stand at the edge of the square. Several of the structures seem worthy of investigation. Okay, the structures are the Wedwoke Inn and Tavern, the Mill, the Stables, the Meeting House, the Church, the Merchantile, and the Smithy. So, this kind of reminds me of what happened to Hawklaw just a bit back. Hmm, yeah. So, I've gone to a, I've gone to a village, found it's deserted. And now I'm investigating, investigating various buildings one by one. You can leave Red Warren. As you reach the outskirts of Red Warren, the weather takes a sudden and frightening churn for the worse. The churning sky stark darkens and a howling wind sweeps out of the surrounding hills. This formidable Beth bending back the tops of the trees assails you with an, un- with an unyielding deluge of driven rain. Completely disorientated and overcome by a profound sense of te- despair, you turn and head back towards the centre of town. Okay, I cannot. Actually, I can't leave Red Warren. Because there's... There's something I want to do here. Amongst other things, I've got a package to deliver. Also, I've got to figure out where everyone's gone. You can rest here whenever you want. That will presumably completely heal you. Which is which is an advantage over the Hawklaw one, because you had to go to another town to west to do that. But here, you can rest here. Well, I might as well start at the top. 
Red woke in and tavern. Have a look in. Suddenly. Just as you're about to head towards the merchant tile, you spot you spot the dark silhouette of a short, frail woman lurking in lurking in the deepening gloom on a few yards to the white. The woman turns in your direction, and for a fleeting instant your gaze meet. Her expressionless demeanour, coupled with the myriad of tattooed stars that cover her pale face, instantly unnerves you. Before you can attempt to call out to her, she silently turns and strides off through the rain. You watch as she draws up to the merchantile and steps inside, disappearing from view. Okay, I guess I'll give the merchantile a look. As you reach the merchantile, you're startled by the sudden appearance of the frail, tattooed woman you encountered in the centre of the town square. She emerges from the merchantile, and without looking in your direction, quickly moves off along the rain-swept street. You watch as she disappears around the corner a few yards ahead, wasting no time. You rush after her, gathering round in the corner just in time to see her vanishing into the gathering gloom. Suddenly, moments before all traces her have been shored up the surrounding darkness, she stops, leans down, and places a small glowing object at the edge of a broadening puddle. Then, without looking back, she rises and slips away into the shadows. The small object she deposited at the edge of the puddle emits a faint blue glow. Upon closer examination, Nation, you discover the item left by the mysterious woman is a small, glowing fragment of bone. Believing the jagged piece of bone must bear some significance, you reach down and take possession of it. Be sure to examine the glowing bone fragment more closely by selecting it from your item list. Okay, I'll do that. View. This, this jagged bone fragment emits a faint blue glow. You acquired this curious item after it was placed over on, on the ground by a mis- mysterious woman whose forehead bore a star-shaped tattoo. Please note, this item can be used twice while you're in combat. After two uses, it will no longer function. Just what will happen when it is used in combat is unknown. Okay. Two, only two uses, so I'm going to save it until we get to a, into the boss of this place. With no further sign of a tattooed woman to be had, you turn and make your way back to the centre of Red Warren's town square. Okay, now I shall investigate the inn and tavern. Moving across the gloomy, rain-swept town square, through every sense alert, you head for the tavern. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. The Red Oak Inn Tavern is a large wood and stone structure on the northern side of Red Warren's town square. The tavern's common room, normally filled with bustle and the chatter of its loyal patrons, stands empty. A quick and cautious search of the premise 
premises turn up nothing of any particular interest. Okay, I guess I'll leave then. You make your way out of the tavern and back into the dreary, rain-swept town square. Okay, I'll investigate the mill. Moving across the gloomy, rain-swept town square, with your every sense alert, you head for the mill. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. The Grand Mill, as it's effectively known by the people of Red Forest, is an imposing structure that sits over the churning junction of two swiftly flowing streams that carve their way past the eastern edge of the town square. The mill, used primarily for processing paleo bark, normally operates from just before dawn to just after dusk. However, the moment, however, it stands empty and silent. A quick and cautious search of the premise turns up nothing of any particular interest. Oh no, this is bad. They're not even making Palo. You make your way out of the mill and back into the dark, dreary, rain-swept town square. A steady drizzle continues to fall. Now the stables. Moving across the gloomy, gloomy, rain-swept town square, every sense alert, you head for the stables. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. Red Warren's main stable takes up much of the southern side of the town square, the long wooden structure capable of housing a great number of horses has four large doors that open directly onto the main thoroughfare. Through, se through several of the building's well-kept stores are presently occupied by horses. There is no sign of anyone in or around the stable. A quick and cautious search of the premises turns up nothing of any particular interest. You make your way out of the stables and step back into the dark, dreary, rain-swept town square. Okay, now the meeting house. Moving across the gloomy, rain-swept town square, every sense alert, you head for the meeting house. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching, listening, before cautiously making your way inside. The large hall on the western edge of the town square Long employed as Red, Red Warren's meeting house, is filled with nearly two dozen wooden statues depicting important historical personages of Tilsa. While the meeting house serves as the centre of Red Warren's town government, it stands quiet and empty. A quick and cautious search of the premise turns up nothing of any particular interest. Okay, you make your way out of the meeting house and back to the dark, dreary, rain-swept town square. Okay, next up is the church. Moving across the gloomy, rain-swept town square, every sense alert, you head for the church. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. 
on the western edge of the town square. Two buildings down from the meeting's house stands Red Warren's only church. The well-kept structure is flanked by two massive, massive structures, each monument masterfully depicting the symbol of Swithak, a mountain with a palm outward hand above it. The church and its well-maintained grounds stand empty. A quick and cautious search of the premises turns up nothing of any particular interest. You make your way out of the church and head back into the dark, dreary, wainswept town square. Right now the merchantile. Moving across the gloomy, wainswept town square, through every sense alert, you head for the merchantile. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before making your way inside. Red Warren's small, well-kept merchantile stands on the northern side of the town square, not far from the tavern. The town's most important shop is filled with all manner of goods. Despite a parade of townsfolk, they normally move in, in and out through the merchantile's open, pegged open door. There is no sign of anyone in or around the shop. A quick and cautious search of the premise turns up nothing of any particular interest. You make your way out of the merchantile and back into the dark, dreary, wainswept town square. Where is everybody? There's only one place left to check, and that's the smithy. You move across the gloomy, wainswept town square. With every sense alert, you head for the smithy. You reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside. Situated next to the mill, on the eastern edge of the town square, the mill appears to be undergoing some much-needed repairs, despite its somewhat dilapidated state. The smithy remains among the busiest and most prosperous enterprises in Wedthorn. Though normally in operation from dawn to dusk, the smithy stands silent and empty. A quick and cautious search of the premises turns up nothing of any particular interest. You make your way out of the smithy and back into the dark, dreary, wainswept town square. With the distant rumble of thunder echoing your ears, the sky continues to darken. You cast your wary gaze over the buildings that stand at the edge of the square. Several of the structures seem worthy of investigation. Okay, I type to West. You're not currently in need of West. Okay, you you draft horses, okay? Okay, I seem to have been everywhere. I'll go to the tavern again. The Red Oak Inn and Tower. Inn and Tavern is a large wooden stone structure on the northern side of one's town square. The, ta- the tavern's common room, normally filled with bustle and chattel, its loyal patrons stands empty. A quick and cautious search of the premise turns up nothing of any particular interest. Back to the town square. 
Hmm. What happens if I use the glowing bone fragment? Nothing. Oh, I, I've, I've, I've done, done all these places. I've been to the tavern. I've been to the mill, the grand mill. I've been to the stables, the meeting house, the church, the merchantile, and the smithy. I'm just gonna. Alright, merchantile. I'm just going. I'm just randomly going into places now. Alright, maybe if I use my skill of thievery, I'll get some clues. Nope. Right into the mill. It's the grand mill. Nope, nothing there. Now there's the. There's definitely something going on here. Hello, horses. Suddenly! Oh, fu Oh, finally, something has happened. You're less than three steps from the door when it suddenly slams shut. A soft footfall from behind sends your pulse racing, and you instinctively find yourself. Spin around, only to find yourself confronted by a sight that defies description. Standing together in the centre of the stables, only a few yards from you are six men and women, their heads slung low, and their expressionless eyes and face, the expressionless faces and unblinking eyes fixed on the floor, slowly, nearly in unison. The members of the silent, ghastly horde raise their heads, transferring their haunting gazes from the floor to you. As you step back and draw yourself into a defensive stance, you at first believe this gruesome legion to be undead. However, as a sinister, sinister figures begin moving towards you, you come to a completely different and all the more unsettling conclusion. These ghoulish, lurching figures are the people of Red Warren, having come to the terrifying realisation the town's populace has somehow been possessed. Your mind races to determine a course of action as the possessed horde steadily advances. The next of the possessed town, town folks in the stables, an old man, his hands fixed tightly on a chunk of stone, and his unblinking eyes fixed on, on their haunting Fix their haunting stare on you swiftly and silently attacks. With no desire to cause the possessed man permanent harm, you prepare to attempt to subdue your grim assailant. It's a possessed old man. Sorry here, but I'm going to beat you up. The possessed man hisses as he viciously assails you. Yeah, and because it's subduing, you cannot... You any sort of quick combat. 21 XP. With a ghastly squeak. The possessed woman. Wait. Did I just beat this guy up so hard he changed gender? The possessed woman topples to the floor at your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight. It takes solace in the fact he's not been permanently harmed. With no time to dwell in your victory. You draw yourself into a combat-ready stance and prepare to, prepare to face the next of your possessed folk. The closest of the possessed town folk filling the stables 
a middle-aged man, his hands tightly clutching a club, and his unblinking eyes fixing their haunting stare on you, swiftly and silently attacks. With no desire to cause the possessed man permanent harm, you attempt to subdue your grim assailant. It's a possessed, middle-aged man. Yes, he hisses as he viciously assails me. Doo -doo 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 Subdued. 21 XP. With a, with a ghastly shriek, the possessed woman topples to the floor at your feet. Oh dear, once again I've beat his ass so hard he's changed gender. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take solace in the fact she has not been permanently harmed. With no time to dwell in your victory, you draw yourself into a combat-ready stance and prepare to face face the next of your possessed foes. The next of the possessed townfolk in the stables, a young man, his hands tightly clutching an iron wad, with his unblinking eyes fixed in a haunting stare on you, swiftly and silently attacks. With no desire to cause the possessed man permanent harm, Prepare to attempt to subdue your grim assailant. It's a possessed young man. Yes, man. Oh, I just got into battle wage. And then I got out again. Anyway, he, he's subdued. With, ah, 21 XP with a ghastly shriek. The possessed man topples the floor at your feet. Okay, okay. I, I now no longer... Apparently, I no, no longer have... Deadly fists of gender reversal. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take solace in the fact he was not permanently harmed. With no time to dwell in your victory, you draw yourself into a combat-ready stance. Prepare, prepare to face the next year of possessed foes. Right, it's a young, young woman, Iron Wad. Alright, Bash hisses as he viciously assails you. She is subdued. 21 XP. On to the next one. Next to the townsfolk in the stables. A middle-aged man clutching an iron wad. And I go off to subdue him too. Do-do-do-do. It's the fifth. Subdued. The ghastly shriek, the possessed man topples to the floor at your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take solace in the fact he has not been permanently harmed. With no time to dwell in your victory, you draw yourself into a combat-ready stance and prepare to face the last of your possessed foes. It's a young man clutching a jagged length of wood. Some blinking eyes fixing... Their haunting stare on you swiftly and silently attacks. It's the possessed young man. I'm awfully sorry about this, but I gotta whoop your ass. And subdued. 21 XP. With a ghastly shriek, the possessed woman topples to the floor at your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take your solace in the fact he has not been permanently harmed. 160 experience to general. You step back, maintaining a guarded stance, as your eyes scour the interior of the stables for any sign of danger. Much to your immediate relief, it seems you are last alone. 
and taking nearly a minute to recover from your battle with the possessed townsfolk, you set about making a search of the stables. With one eye on the door, you make a thorough search of the stables. The cluttered corner of the stables, you make a discovery. You know, after stopping to pet every single horse. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to pass up this opportunity to pet lots of horses with no one around to tell me not to. <laughs> Next to one of the defeated townsfolk, you discover a sizable and weighty square stone. Several strange symbols have been engraved upon the weathered surface. You immediately recognise the stone to be one of those missing from the circle of warding in the centre of town. You promptly take possession of the heavy stone. It is a warding stone. It's got an encumbrance of ten. This heavy, roughly square stone is engraved with several symbols of warding. It is undoubtedly one of the stones missing from the circle of of nine in the centre of red one. After a quick search reveals nothing else of any particular interest, you spend the next several moments checking over your equipment as you contemplate your next course of action. Red Warren's main stable takes the possessed townsfolk you defeated here still lie strewn about the floor of the stables. I'm just going to check over them. Moving cautiously through the maze of bodies strewn across the stable floor. Although they're not dead, just hurt, just unconscious, relieved to note. Note that all the possessed men and women here remain unconscious. Despite the unavoidable, though restrained violence, they met at your hand. None of them have been permanently armed. Yes. Yes, that's lucky, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, of course, in real life, I mean, it's possible you could, someone could die before they get knocked out. But I guess Zoop is an expert in, in knocking people out. Alright, time to leave the stables. You make your way out of the stables into the dark, dreary, rain-swept town square. Okay. I guess next up, the inn and tavern. I swear, I listen outside. The Red Oak Inn and Tavern is it? Alright, I look around as usual. Leave the tavern suddenly. You're less than three steps from the door when it suddenly slams shut. A soft footfall from behind sends your pulse racing and you instantly spin around only to find yourself confronted by a sight that defies description. Standing together in the centre of the tavern, only a few yards from, from you, us are... Nine men and women, their heads hung low and expressionless faces and unblinking eyes fixed on the floor. Slowly, near in unison, the members of the silent, glassy horde raise their heads 
transferring their gazes from the floor to you. You once again find yourself confronted by a ghoulish, lurching legion of Red Warrens possessed citizenry. As you fall back and draw yourself into defensive stance, your mind races to determine a course of action. The possessed horde continues to advance. The next of the possessed townfolk in the tavern, an old woman, her hands clutching a jagged length of wood, and her unblinking eyes fix their haunting stare on you swiftly and silently attacks, with no desire to cause the possessed woman permanent harm. You prepare to attempt to subdue your grim assailant. It's a possessed old woman. Hisses as she viciously assails me. Awfully sorry about this, madam. 21 XP. Okay, face, now I can face the next one. Middle-aged man, clutching an iron poker. Alright, that's number two. Hisses as he viciously assails you. Subdued. 21 XP once more. Possessed young man, iron poker. That's number three. Bash, 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 bash. Alright. Oh, possessed woman topples to the floor at your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight, take solace in the fact she has not been permanently harmed. 21 XP. Possessed middle-aged woman clutching a club. Hisses as she viciously assails you. And she is subdued. 21 XP. Possessed middle-aged woman. Oh, I didn't even read what she was wielding. Oh, well, let's just say Iron Poker. Alright, on to number six. An old man clutching a hunk of stone. Um, I mean, you, you, got the you got the thin edge of the stick, didn't you? You didn't get any, you didn't even get anything with range. With reach. You just got a stone. Yeah. Possessed old man. So awfully sorry about this. But I have to whoop your ass. You'll thank me later. Probably. 21 XP. Alright, number seven. Possessed old man clutching a club. Do 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 beating up an old man. For his own good. Because he's been possessed. And I can't think of anything else to do. In response. Remember, none of these people are going to be permanently harmed. Because I'm just good at that. A middle-aged woman clutching an iron wake. Oh dear, I'm going to get scratched. Possessed middle-aged woman. Oh dear. She viciously assails you. And there she are. She is subdued. 21 XP. The last of the towns, possessed townsfolk in the cavern. Tavern. A middle-aged man. His clan's crudely cl clutching a crude knife and has a blinking eyes fixing their haunting stare on you, swiftly and silently attacks. With no desire to cause the possessed man permanent harm, 
with pair to attempt to subdue your quill assailant. Are you, is it, are you quite sure there's no other way around this? You couldn't say just lure them into some other build, lure them into a building you've already checked and just bolt them in for now while you check the west of the town, something like that. Or, or just 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 kite them and just run them, have them all chase you to one side of the town and just investigate the other while they make their way back. Something like that. Well, I'm not here, so apparently beating up all these villagers is the only option. A possessed man hisses as he viciously assails you. Do, 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 do. 22 XP. With a ghastly streak, the possessed man topples to the floor at your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take solace in the fact he has not been permanently harmed. 208 experience to general. Okay, what do I... Okay, 208. Okay, it must be some... What do I get per... Alright, 208... Let me just work out. It must be an amount per villager. Alright, wait. Eight, eighteen. Yeah, I, I, uh, maybe there's something else going on here. Hmm. Uh, I'll just check things. Apparently you get a base amount of experience just for clearing the building. And then you get bonus experience for each one you defeat. Alright, you step back, maintaining a guarded stance, as your eyes scour the interior of the tavern for any sign of danger. Much to your immediate relief, it seems you are at last alone. After taking nearly a minute to recover from your battle with the possessed town folk, you set about making a search of the tavern. With one eye on the floor door, you make a thorough search of the tavern. In the cluttered corner of the tavern, you make a discovery. Next to one of the defeated townsfolk, you discover a sizable and weighty square stone. Several strange symbols have been engraved upon the weathered surface. You immediately recognise the stone to be one of those missing from the circle of warding in the middle of town. You promptly take possession of the heavy stone. It's a warding stone. I now have two of them. After a quick search reveals nothing of any particular interest. Nothing else of any particular interest. You spend the next several moments checking over, over your equipment as you contemplate the next course of course of action. Hmm. Check them over. They're not permanently harmed. Leave the tavern. You make your way out of the tavern and back into the dark, wary, wainscot town square. It has turned into heavy rain. Now, 
The rain has begun to soak through your attire. Oh, hold it, the, the horses are still attached. I should do something about that. I should put these. I should put these horses in the stable before they, before they, before they dive in the rain. Yes, yes, the pair of sturdy draft horses. I should put them in the stable. Which means the next bit... Well, actually, I already cleared out the stable. I should put them in straight away. Well, I would, but there's no option to do that. Probably because it does, you know... You can't think of everything. And now to investigate the mill. Moving across the rain-swept gloomy rain-swept town square with every sense alert you head for the mill you reach the front door of the structure and spend several moments watching and listening before cautiously making your way inside the grand mill it's the grand mill the ground doesn't seem to be anything but suddenly something has happened you're less than three steps from the door when it suddenly slams shut. A soft footfall from behind sends your pulse racing and you spinctly spin around only to find yourself confronted by a sight that defies description. Standing together in the centre of the mill, only a few yards from you, are eight men and women, their heads hung low and their expressionless faces and unblinking eyes fixed on the floor. Though I guess, I guess I should be grateful that whoever goes around possessing people here didn't also possess children, because that, yeah, that, that, that would be a bad, bad thing to have to do. Slowly and nearly in unison, the members of the silent, ghastly horde raises their head transferring their haunted gazes from the floor to you. You once again find yourself confronted by the ghoulish, lurching legion of Red Warren's possessed citizenry. As you fall back and draw yourself into a defensive stance, your mind races to determine a course of action. The possessed horde continues to advance. Okay, it's a middle-aged woman clutching a splintered chair leg. Swiftly and silently attacks. She hisses as she viciously assails you. Do, 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 do. Subdued. She's 21 XP. She shrieks. She falls down. Next one is a young man. Jagged length of wood. Oh dear. They're going to have to do a bit of repairing to get back to fix whatever they got that jagged length of wood from. From that chair. They broke a chair! That's probably a really nice chair. You have subdued your foe. 22 XP. Well, the mastermind behind this broke a chair. Possessed middle-aged man. And he's clutching a crude knife. Well, at least it's only a crude one. Not a... A very sharp knife. Or you can say, no, this is a knife. Yeah, and and he is also subdued. 22 XP. 
middle-aged woman, splintered chair leg. I wonder if this chair leg's from the same chair as the previous splintered chair leg. Guess there's no way to ever know. Because, <laughs> because I mean, who would, who would, who would do that? Twenty-two XP. Let's see, possessed foes. Middle-aged man with an iron poker. Gonna poke me with this poker. But I'm going to swing my manx at him. But but in a nice way. In a nice way. You've subdued your foe. 22 XP. Down they go. Middle-aged man. Wooden cludger. Ooh, that's a proper weapon. Uh, it seems to get quite a variety, don't you? Anything from a little stone to a cludgel. What a variety. It's like, 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 like whoever possessing them that doesn't even really know what weapons are. He's just taking whatever whatever thirsting they can get. There's a witch that you can hit things with. And this one is also subdued. 22 XP. The next one turns up. And it's a middle-aged man clutching an iron poker. Okay, that's something. I mean, at least it's, you know, iron. <laughs> I mean, it's got a bit of reach. You could, you could do some serious damage to that, but it's not pointy. It doesn't have any pointiness. And of course, it's probably terribly balanced, but I don't think the possessing bip spirit really cares. And, uh, and this one is subdued. I face, move on to face the last of them. It's a possessed young man. Oh, I forgot to, I'm sorry, I forgot to weave what he was wielding. Alright, 192 experience. You step back, maintaining a guarded stance. As your eyes scour the interior of the mill for any sign of danger. Much to immediate relief, it seems you are at last alone. To taking nearly a minute to recover from the battle with the possessed townsfolk, you, you set about making a search of the mill. With an eye on the floor, you make a thorough search of the mill. The cluttered corner of the mill, you make a discovery. Next to one of the defeated townsfolk, you discover a sizable and weighty stone square. Several strange symbols have been engraved upon its weathered surface. You immediately recognise the stones to be one of those missing from the circle of warning in the centre of town. You promptly take possession of the heavy stone, and that's the third of them. A quick search reveals nothing else of any particular interest. You spend the next several moments checking over your equipment as you contemplate your next course of action. Alright, it's an imposing structure that sits over the juncture of two swiftly flowing streams that carve their way past the eastern edge of the town square. And the possessed townsfolk are just lying all about. Gonna leave the mill, make your way out of the mill and back. To the dark, dreary, rain-swept town square. Okay, we're getting close 
getting closer to the hour mark. But first, time to use those those warding stones. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether that actually help, but they disappeared and things went absolutely terrible. So maybe using them. 192 experience to general. You set the three warding stones in your possession back into their proper places in the broad wing. The wing of stones is now complete. The work circle of walking, warding is now once again possessed of all nine stones. Although I don't think it probably won't help with this situation because the bad thing is already here. And it's a circle of warding, not a circle of banishment. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what what do you expect? It's magic or something? Well, it is, but still. You expect miracles? Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, and 128 experience to general. As I said there before, in case you only get it once. Alright, the circle of warding is complete. All nine of its stones are in place. Okay, I'm going to west here. You find what you think will be a safe spot to get some west. You settle down and manage to get some much needed west. I am fully healed. When you feel you're sufficiently recovered from your recent ordeals, Decide to once again resume your investigation of Red Warren. Now, sometimes, apparently, when you west, you can get attacked by villagers. But not that time. Investigate the meeting house. Alright, the meeting house. Meeting at the door. There are stat wooden statues of historical persons in Tysa. It seems empty, but suddenly you'll take your less than three steps from the door when it suddenly stands shut. A soft fall, fall from behind sends your pulse racing and you instinctively spin round to find yourself confronted by a sight that defied description. Standing together at the centre of the meeting house, only a few yards from you are seven men and women their heads slung low and their expressionless faces and unblinking eyes fixed on the floor. Slowly, nearly in unison, the members of the silent, ghastly horde raise their heads, transferring their haunting gazes from the floor to you. Once again, you find yourself confronted by the ghoulish, lurching legion of Red Warren's possessed citizenry. As you fall back and draw yourself into a defensive stance, your mind races to determine a course of action. The possessed horde continues to advance. But the first to come is a young man clutching a jagged length of wood. I subdue this person as he hisses as he viciously attacks. 21 XP. The ghastly shriek. The possessed woman topples to the floor at your feet. Oh, yep, yep, yep. More of those punches of gender change. 
Despite having been battered during the fight, we take solace in the fact she has not been permanently harmed. With no time to dwell on your victory, you draw yourself into a combat-ready stance and prepare to face the next of your possessed foes. Okay, it's an old man clutching a chunk of stone. Oh, you you, you already got a stone. <laughs> oh, poor old man. You're getting beat up and you only get to wield a stone. Uh, no, no hard feelings, mind. No hard feelings at all. You are subdued. 21 XP. On to the next one. Old woman clutching a splintered chair leg. Oh, that was probably her favourite chair. Possessed old woman. Yeah. This is as she viciously assails you. Do 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 do. I beat up an old woman. In. But I'm a hero this time, because she was possessed. And apparently I can't think of any other option. Twenty-one XP, on to the next one. Middle-aged man, wooden cludgel. Okay. Down, 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 down he goes. 21 XP. Now it's a young woman clutching an iron wad. Bash, bash, bash. I go into battle rage. Ah, stupid possessing spirit. Stop messing with these town folk. Yeah, seriously, leave them be. Leave them be, I say, as I beat up said townsfolk. You subdued your foe. 21 XP. With a ghastly shriek, the possessed woman topples to the floor at your feet. Despite having been battered during the fight, you take solace in the fact that she has not been permanently harmed. On to the next one. It's a possessed old woman. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to weed out what she was wielding. Oh, well, I always miss out one, don't I? 21 XP. It's a young woman clutching a, clutching, clutching a chunk of stone. <laughs> that was way harder to pronounce than it should have been. She hisses as she viciously assails you, and this is the last one. 22 XP. She's battered, but she won't be permanently harmed. 176 experience to general. You step back, maintaining a guarded stance, as your eyes scour the interior of the meeting house for any sign of danger. Much to your immediate relief, it seems you are at last alone. For taking nearly a minute to recover from your battle with the possessed townsfolk, you set about making a search of the meeting house. With one eye on the door, you make a search, throw a search of the meeting house. A thorough search of the meeting house turns up nothing of any particular interest. Check the folk, they're unconscious, but they will not be permanently harmed. Leave the meeting house. You make your way out of the meeting house and into the dark, dreary, rain-swept town square. 
Okay, what else? I'm gonna try Westing again. Yep. And no, nothing happened that time. I'm fully healed. And once again, I cannot leave Red Warren until whatever this problem is, is resolved. The thing is, we're very close to an hour, and if I go to the next place, we will pass an hour. So I'm going to, while I'm going to continue doing this adventure, this episode will stop right now. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.